0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God from the Old Testament reading this morning found in Jeremiah chapter 1. Now the Word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. This is God's word. Here in the church we have our own way of talking. Our own way of saying things that's different from the world around us and At times it's helpful, and you'll hear me do this often in a sermon where I'll take a word, a concept that we use, and explain it. And sometimes I do that multiple times. In the Old Testament reading for today, from Jeremiah chapter 1, it says that the Lord God, before he had formed Jeremiah in the womb, before he was born, God had consecrated him. That word consecrated is a very churchy sort of word. It's not the sort of thing you would hear used outside of the church. To consecrate something means to make it holy. It's exactly what the word in the Hebrew means. It means to make something holy. God made Jeremiah to be holy. That's another churchy sort of word. About the only time we use it outside the church is when we take the word holy and we pair it up with a profane sort of word, right? Exclaim our surprise at something, holy, fill in the blank. Otherwise, the church is where we talk about things being holy and we know that it has something to do with being pure or perfect or sinless or righteous all of those things kind of get at it, but it's not quite what it means to be consecrated or to be holy. Something is holy when it is set apart, when it's different from everything or everyone else. I'm going to give you three simple examples. You may have heard me say this before that explain the word holy. One example. We call this book the Holy Bible. Now the word Bible literally just means book. So when we call it the Holy Bible, we're calling it a holy book. What are we saying about this book? Yes, it's God's word. It has a perfect message from him. We're saying that it's different from all other books. It's holy. It's set apart. It has a unique purpose because it's God's word spoken to us. It's different. We call what we're washed with, either at the beginning of our lives or when we enter the Christian faith, we call it holy baptism. Now, the word baptism just means washing, applying water. If any of you took a shower this morning before you came here, you could literally say you baptized yourself this morning. But, of course, holy baptism is different from every other washing Because in that washing, the Lord God washes away your sin, buries you with Jesus Christ, and raises you to new life with him. He makes you his child. It is different. A set-apart washing from any other. Communion. We call it holy communion. The word communion is just something you do and share in together. If we were to get together this afternoon over wings and beer and watch football, that would be a communion. We'd be sharing in it together. But of course, it's not a holy communion. That would be where we share together as the people of God in the body and blood of Jesus Christ given for us for the forgiveness of our sins. That is a different, set-apart kind of calling or gathering together than any other. The Lord God consecrated Jeremiah, set him apart to be a prophet. Before he was born, before he was the smallest of things in the womb of his mother, nothing but a cell. He was set apart for a holy purpose, a holy calling, a task. That would be different from other tasks that God gives us. We read that he would put his word in Jeremiah's mouth. Jeremiah would proclaim to the nations the glory of the Lord God. His judgment upon the peoples. And the hope that would be found in him who would eventually send a savior. You see, when God sets something apart for a special purpose, we treat it in a different way. For example, this space in which we gather, we would call this a holy space. Here in this sanctuary where we gather together. I remember when I was a kid, I always used to think everything in the terms of, like, sports. So... I always imagined as a kid that this space where we came in to worship, you could really have some fun football games if you cleared the pews out and emptied it out. That would be kind of fun. And if you were to talk to Pastor Keller or talk to some people who grew up with me, they would tell you we pushed the boundaries by trying to play football in the fellowship hall on more than one occasion. We may have hit a few of those globe lights with a nerf at one point or another. But we would not use this space to play football. We would not use this to gather together for food and to just socialize. This is a holy place. It's set apart for something different than the other things that we do. And it's not that the other things we do are of no value or that they're not beneficial. It's just that this is different. This is God's being with his people. When God uses something, we regard it as different. Before Jeremiah had even been born, even when Jeremiah was only a child in the womb of his mother, God had set him apart. God used Jeremiah in his humanity, even at the smallest of stages. Even when there was only the promise of Jeremiah that he would one day be born of his mother and father, God had him set apart to use him. That is one of the more compelling reasons why we, the people of God, value human life. Life at every single stage. Because it's made by God? Yes. But you know, a lot of things are made by God. God made the dogs and the cats and the deer and the cows and the birds and the fish. He made the trees and the flowers and the grass. He made the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky and the earth. The planets and the stars. He made all of it. But when it came time. For God to speak to his people. He did it through a person. He did it through Jeremiah. And for many, through many other prophets. And those whom he had appointed. But he did it through words that came from the mouths of human beings. When it came time for God to save his humanity, he took on human flesh. He didn't come as a dog or a cat or a bird or a tree or a flower or the grass or the sun or the moon or the stars. He came in humanity. In the womb of his mother, the tiniest of things. God consecrated, sanctified, made holy human life. Because God used and continues to use it for a special purpose. No matter how small Or insignificant that life may seem. It is holy and precious to the Lord our God. Because it's set apart. It's different. And I want you to reflect on what that means for you. Jeremiah considered himself not suited for the task of delivering the word of God to the nations. He referred to his youth, I am but a youth. He thought he was too small, too weak, too insignificant to be the Lord's voice, but the Lord had already told him, Before I formed you in the womb I knew you, I knew you. Before you were born I set you apart, Jeremiah. Even when you were the smallest Of all creation, you are mine and I had a purpose and a plan for you to use you to speak my word. Now I don't know what it could be that leaves you feeling small, weak, insignificant, helpless, ill-suited. For what the Lord has given you to do, to speak His Word. But I can tell you with absolute certainty, based on the Word of God and His actions in taking on humanity, that you, you are holy, you are consecrated. The Lord God has chosen you and made you different. You are different from everything else in all his creation because of God, how God has entered humanity and used it for a special purpose. It is true, it is undeniable that there is nothing more valuable, more precious, more. Holy in all of creation than people, than you. You are precious to the Lord your God. He has set you apart and made you different. It was through human flesh, through bleeding, and suffering, and dying. That God chose to save you by enduring it himself as a human being. And you know what that means? Let's see if you follow this based on what we've talked about what makes something holy. If God has used suffering and dying for his purposes... What does that say about suffering and dying? That's right. They are holy things as well. Because God uses them. He sanctifies them. He consecrates them. Your suffering, your grief, your brokenness, your hurt is not somehow the indicator that God is far away from you by no means They are the means that God uses to save you, to rescue you, to redeem you. He speaks that word to you, a word with authority and power. We find in the New Testament that in the time of Jesus, it seems that the demons were running rampant throughout the country. Everywhere that Jesus went, he seemed to be encountering people afflicted by demons, and we read of that in our Holy Gospel this morning. There are demons elsewhere in the Bible, but there's something about when Jesus came that demons seemed to be doing their best to afflict the people of God. And no doubt people would have been at a loss what to do when they encountered people possessed by the devil, when they encountered encountered demons trying to afflict the people of God. Jesus came and showed power over them, authority over them with a word. He spoke. Words may seem small, insignificant, but they have a holy purpose. The word of God spoken and delivered in Jesus Christ is the most powerful word there is. Martin Luther famously writes in his third stanza, Of a mighty fortress is our God about how Satan has this power and attacks us and is after us, but then Luther says at the end of that verse, that stanza, one little word can fell him. There's debate about what was the one word that Luther was speaking of that fells the devil, that breaks Satan's power. Some have said that it's the name Jesus. That's certainly possible. Some have said it's the Greek word tetelestai, which Jesus spoke on the cross. He would have said it in Aramaic, but it's the word that means it is finished. Whatever that word might be, we know that Jesus breaks the devil's power. Jesus overcomes sin and death and brokenness and hurt and pain. By his bleeding, his dying, his suffering, his rising again and delivering all of that to you by his word. He speaks that word to you today. Because you are different. From the very beginning, from the time you were in the womb of your mother, you were different. You were special to your Lord God you were set apart to hear his word and receive what he wants to give you. That word today, dear friends, breaks Satan's power and makes you holy. Sets you apart and lets you know just how dear and precious and treasured you are to the God who loves you.